Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're in Jeremiah 20. Jerusalem has fallen. The Babylonian army called the Chaldeans have come and taken it over. They've torn down the wall. They've torn up the city. They've killed a bunch of people. They're taking some into exile in Babylon. Others have scattered to other nations. A few will stay in the area. Jeremiah, of course, is caught up in all this. We read yesterday uh, a little bit about the contrast between how God treats people who do not trust him, like King Zedekiah, who should have known better, but who was judged harshly and met a very difficult end, contrasting that with how he treats people who do trust him and who do revere and honor him, like Jeremiah and the Ethiopian Ebed-Melech who saved him from the cistern. We're going to see a little bit more of God's grace and compassion for Jeremiah, who he promised to spare all the way back in Jeremiah 1. He promised that he wouldn't let him die at the hands of his own people. And he was going to appoint him to say some hard things to them, and, and they weren't going to be real big fans of Jeremiah. But here's another example of God fulfilling that promise that he made to Jeremiah and an example of just God being gracious and merciful in the midst of a season where he is carrying out punishment and judgment against sin. And we need to remind ourselves, because sometimes our image of God is just that he's out there looking around for people to squash. And the fact is that uh, he does need to punish sin. That's part of who he is. It's part of his character. And it's righteous and it's just. It's good that he hates sin and must punish it. But we can't forget that God is also compassionate and gracious to those who serve him and who trust him. And we're going to see more of that in verses 1 through 6 of chapter 40 of Jeremiah. The word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord after Jeremiah, after Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, had let him go from Ramah when he took him bound in chains along with the captives of Jerusalem and Judah who were being exiled to Babylon. So Jeremiah must have initially been caught up with all the other people of Judah who were bound in chains and going to be taken into exile in Babylon. But then here's what happened. The captain of the guard, Nebuzaradan, took Jeremiah and said to him, The Lord your God pronounced this disaster against this place. The Lord has brought it about, and he has done as he said. Because you sinned against the Lord and did not obey his voice, this thing has come upon you. Now, this is really remarkable that this Nebuzaradan, this Babylonian guy, this guy who doesn't fear God, he's from a country that is not God's people. He shouldn't be seeing clearly what is taking place here, but in fact, he does see it more clearly unfortunately, than most of the people of Judah, including their leaders like King Zedekiah and others who have gone before, who have just been totally forsaking God, not listening to his word, not obeying him, not not honoring the covenant. But here comes Nebuzaradan, and he's seeing this all play out, and he must be familiar with what's been going on. He's probably heard some of the things Jeremiah has been prophesying, and he's putting two and two together. He's connecting all the dots in a way that most of God's people are not, which is embarrassing for God's people. He says, now behold, I release you today from the chains on your hands. If it seems good to you to come with me to Babylon, then come and I'll look after you well. But if it seems wrong to you to come with me to Babylon, don't come. See, the whole land is before you. Go wherever you think it good and right to go. If you remain, 
Then returned to Gedaliah, the son of Ahiakim, son of Shaphan, whom the king of Babylon appointed governor of the cities of Judah, and dwell with him among the people, or go wherever you think it right to go. So the captain of the guard gave him an allowance of food and a present and let him go. Then Jeremiah went to Gedaliah, the son of Ahiakim, at Mizpah, and lived with him among the people who were left in the land. So this is a couple levels of remarkable providence of God, a remarkable grace, compassion of God toward Jeremiah. First one would be that he had Nebuchadnezzar choose Gedaliah to be the governor of the area. This was a common thing that a conquering king like the king of Babylon would find some local guy who they felt like they could trust and work with, one of the people of Judah, and appointed him the governor of the people of Judah. Just so happens this Gedaliah is the son of Ahiakim. Well, Ahiakim is a guy who protected Jeremiah in Jeremiah 26, who's the son of Shaphan. And Shaphan is the guy who back in 2 Kings 22, we did a daily dose on this on September 13th, 2020. You can look it up. He is the guy who brought the scroll, which had been lost or had been kind of put aside, and they rediscovered the scroll. He brings it back to, with, with God's word on it, he brings back to King Josiah, and that is the motive, that is the reason that Josiah initiates all these reforms, because they finally found the word of God, which had been discarded, disregarded, and kind of displaced. And so this Gedaliah guy comes from pretty good stock, and God had Nebuchadnezzar choose him to be the governor, which would be somewhat friendly to Jeremiah and Jeremiah's cause, at least in the short run. Second thing that he did was remarkably gracious is this Nebuchadnezzar guy could connect the dots and see what was going on. And he says, I'm going to set you free, Jeremiah. I'm going to take your cuffs off. I'm going to give you an allowance of food. I'm going to give you a present. I'm going to tell you, you can go wherever you want. You want to come with me to Babylon? I'll take good care of you. If you want to stay here, that's fine. But you got to stay with Gedaliah. And it's totally God providing Jeremiah with freedom and sparing him from death or sparing him from being exiled to Babylon and treated like one of the common people of Judah. And we see here what we've seen throughout biblical history from the Lord over and over and over. And frankly, we see it in our own lives as well. You remember that God provided water from a rock for the people of Israel way back in Exodus and Numbers. You see that he provided manna and quail when they had no food, again, in the wilderness. God appointed ravens to bring Elijah the prophet meat and bread. We're going to study this in a little while. God's going to provide a fish, a big fish, to swallow Jonah to spare his life. Jonah's life probably shouldn't have been spared, but God spared his life so that he could go back and preach to Nineveh, and we could have the lesson in the book that came from that whole thing. And here we see God providing for Jeremiah a guard who is favorable to Jeremiah's cause. Friends, how is God providing for you today? It's easy for us to go through our days and our months and our years and seasons of life and only notice the things that are going wrong that we wish were different, but God provides for us in miraculous ways day in and day out. Obviously, the biggest way he provided for us was through Jesus Christ, who came and lived a perfect life, died a sinless death, and opened a gate to eternity for us if we put our faith in him. And someday, those of us who trust Christ, he's even going to provide us a trip out of this life into eternal life through death, 
Even death becomes the beautiful provision of God for those who trust and know him. I hope that you can dwell on how God, like he did to Jeremiah and the others we mentioned, is providing for you each day. Amen. The Daily Dose is a partnership between four ministries. First is Christian Crusaders, where you can find weekly 30-minute worship services at christiancrusaders.org, and where you can hear engaging interviews and other content on one of our three podcasts. Second is Fresh Wind Worship, whose weekly worship services are available on their YouTube channel, Fresh Wind Ministries, and linked to their Facebook page, Fresh Wind Worship. Third is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for our 100th annual conference on Saturday, July 31st through Saturday, August 7th in 2021. If you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our fourth partnering ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star review, and prayerfully consider financially supporting one of our partnering ministries. And check our episode notes for links and more details. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.